And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and yes, we're always working on your financial freedom. I want to thank you for joining me today. A few weeks back, I did a show based on a conversation I had with a very close friend. Essentially, my friend makes excellent W-2 income. Not great, excellent. Uh, but based on lifestyle choices and essentially what he's been conditioned to believe about really what success really is, I know he'll never retire, at least retire to probably what he has in mind retirement really is or may never be financially free and may not want to be. And that's okay, right? It's it's his choice and I don't push anybody to do it. But that led me to write two shows, Roadblocks to Financial Freedom, which are real reasons, most of them mental, I will tell you that, that hold people back from essentially change, right? That's all we're talking about is lifestyle change, life decision change, life choice change. And that's always difficult. It's just human nature, right? Anything new is fearsome, right? Anytime you get out of your comfort zone, there's fear and unwillingness to try something different. Uh, and there, there are real reasons. Um, but I think above and beyond it all, the part that really gets me more than anything else, it, it's one thing to be oblivious, but it's another thing to know. You know deep in that darkest part of your mind, you know you're not effectively planning for your future financially. and Or you know that whatever actions you're taking on a daily basis are not good for you. They're not going to have good results down the road. Yet people continue to do it. It's, it's obviously ingrained within us in human nature. And, and I always say this, I say, look, your tomorrow starts today. What's your tomorrow going to look like? And, and it got me to thinking how many people out there literally are engaging in everyday task, knowing that whatever they're doing isn't going to achieve success or the result that they want. They're essentially going through the motions. And when I thought about that, it's got to be millions upon millions, right? Just take one example, bad relationship. A person's in a bad relationship. Both people in the relationship probably know it's not a good relationship, yet no one wants to essentially talk about it or do anything about it or rock the boat, right? And we're going along to get along, as, as they say. Um, lifestyle choices. And, and again, I'm libertarian, right? You do you, I'll do me. I'm not going to force you to take any action and please don't force me to change my ways, right? Uh, we should all be free to make our own choices. Smoking, for instance. You want to smoke? Smoke. That's fine. But I'll tell you, there's not a smoker out there that doesn't know, man, if I keep this up, this health issue could occur. Or I have this health issue, but the choice is made. I enjoy the feeling I get when I smoke. And again, I'll tell you, hey, that's okay. Do you do you? 
Um, but it is a fatalistic attitude, right? When we think about it, millions of people also believe literally they're just oblivious that they're doing the right thing day in and day out. And it's reinforced. Why? Well, they learned a certain behavior from their parents, uh, a certain behavior or strategy or attitude or, or what have you is reinforced by friends, reinforced by the marketing that really is just laid on us. I mean, as an American that consumes TV or, or watches sporting events or drives down any highway uh, or just listening to the radio in the background, think about the marketing that is bombarding you subconsciously. I mean, it's all there and it does reinforce habits or actions that people are like, yeah, what's what's the big deal? I don't I don't understand. Um, here's here's another example. I have um, a very close friend of mine and she votes Democrat every time, always votes Democrat, always will. And again, that's OK. You know, vote how you want. But I'll tell you this. I, I asked her one time, I go, why do you always vote Democrat? She goes, well, my my dad was a Democrat and he always voted Democrat. And he said, that's how we should vote. Now, of course, her dad passed away over two decades ago. And I'm just looking from the outside. She's a mom. Uh, she got involved with her kid's school um, when the whole masking thing was going on. She was upset about it, man. She was really hot about that. Um, she was upset because her employer forced her to have the vaccine. Uh, she was upset about how things are just getting so expensive. And she feels like so much comes out of her check because of taxes. Um, her husband is in the oil and gas industry, yet she votes Democrat. So again, what is it, right? And it's just, it's, it's essentially people doing things that they're just like, well, that's just who I am. And no one wants to step out and kind of look at it from the outside. They really don't. I'll tell you, I've, I've done, I've talked about the steps to becoming a real estate investor in the past. And no doubt the hardest step, you may be thinking, well, Mike, I bet the hardest step is raising the money, or I bet the hardest step is kind of learning what you're doing, or the hardest step is finding that property to invest in, or finding a lead investor to invest in. Those are all parts of the process. The education's a big, big part of the process. But the hardest, hardest step is admission. It's being that, for me, in my early 40s, and great job, corporate America, man, I was a grinder. If you had a, a product that was a need, right? If you were a manufacturer and you had a product that was a need and you had a good marketing team and you were going to pay commission, you would want me to work for you because I blew it up, man. I had, I put together, I assembled a great sales team. We sold over uh, in two different states. We covered the territory, and we rocked it. We took a product and grew it from $12 million to well over $100 million in, in annual sales. And so I was killing it corporately and uh, almost at a point just thinking, yeah, you know, this is, uh, this is a great life, and then started going through that admission phase. Is it that great of a life? Well, you don't see your kids very often. You're always traveling. Um, yeah, you're making huge money, but you're feeding it all to your future, quote unquote, retirement, right? You're feeding this 401k monster, but that's what you're told to do. Finally, I had to go, man, 
this isn't this isn't working. You know, I want to I want to retire when I'm 60, and I want to retire at this level, and I want to have this amount of income essentially on an annual basis. And so I had to stop and admit, and I had to go, man, we got to make a change. And that's when I started investing in real estate, and ultimately found Lifestyles Unlimited, and made the change. But it was tough, and so. As a real estate investor, you, you look back and you think a lot and you wonder why more people aren't real estate investors. Really, only 7% of us, right? 7% of uh, folks in this country own a property outside of their personal home that is an investment property, not a vacation property. And there's something out there and it's called normative influence, normative influence. You may want to look at it, but it has huge effects on the way we live our lives, and it has massive effects on retirement methods in the United States. It had a massive effect on me. So what is normative influence? It's uh, Sometimes you'll see it phrased as normative social influence. And essentially, it's social influence that leads to conformity, right? That doesn't sound very good, uh, but it's defined essentially in social psych psychology as uh, the influence of other people that lead us to, perf uh, excuse me, that lead us to conform in order to be liked and accepted by them. Wow, that doesn't sound very good, but how many people do certain things on a daily basis so that they will be appreciated by others? Hmm. Wow. That is, I think maybe that's as bad today as it ever has been. And you may boil normative influence down and just say, well, it's, it's simple peer pressure. It's the desire to be liked. It's the desire to belong to a group. And in belonging to that group, you adhere to the norms of that group. And if you adhere to the norms of that group, then you're not subject to social ridicule for being an outsider. So normative influence is going along to get along. But it's bigger than that. Let me go back to my corporate America days. There was a lot of normative influence, right? Feed the 401k, invest in the mutual funds. I can remember sitting around, we had a meeting with actually the CEO of the, of the company. And um, this guy was worth millions and he was bragging. It was a good year for the stock market. Uh, and he was excited, man. He's talking about his investments and how they're way up. And, you know, of course, we're chiming in. You know, we're on a much lower level. This gentleman, you know, his career was was way forward than ours. He'd, he'd spent several decades ahead of, of when I even started working. A great guy. Normative influence is bigger than that. It's about making a wrong decision or, a, or even taking the wrong path because those within your influence are your leaders, right? You know it's wrong, but you still do it. Back to my friend that uh, essentially has great, excellent W-2 income. He's house rich, but financially poor. He knows it's wrong. He, he knows, man. He knows. Um, when I started buying rent houses at scale, okay, uh, once I really got my feet on the ground, understood the Lifestyles Unlimited model, um, I started to go, go, go. Okay. Now, when you're buying a rental property, just so you know, if you've never bought a rental property and you are employed, the lenders, both hard money and your conventional lender is going to want to verify your employment and they're going to verify your wages. Okay. So two lenders, if you're using the hard money strategy uh, for every home, who do they call to do that? Well, they call your human resource manager. And 
theoretically, this should be confidential, but I'm buying these homes, and I had one of those uh, human resource managers that uh, she was the type that, you know, she hated her life, therefore she hated her job, therefore she was just one of those people that's always got an issue, always depressed. But every time a lender would reach out, um, I mean, she would just bark. I mean, just, wow, another bank's calling me trying to verify your income, Mike. And I'm like, yeah, they told me they reached out to you three days ago, and you still haven't gotten back. I mean, it's a simple yes on the email. Um, Can you please get it done? But uh, she would make a stink of it. She'd delay the responses. Um, she started planting seeds. You know, this might be by property five, six, or seven uh, with my boss that maybe I'm so busy with rental properties that uh, possibly couldn't be doing my job. And you know, my boss had kind of talked to me a little bit about it. He was cool about it. But, uh, you know, my, my uh, let's just say margins and sales spoke louder than the human resource lady. So I was fine in that regard. But I'm thinking, you know, this is confidential information. Um, why are you, why are you getting so mad? Because I'm taking a different strategy in purchasing these rental properties. And then it hit me. It's because I was taking a different strategy. I wasn't the 401k sheep that I used to be. I was making a change and buying rental properties one after another, boom, 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 every couple of months. And this particular individual wasn't happy about it. My name is Mike Harrison. We'll be right back. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Need more unconventional wisdom that will set you free? Subscribe to Lifestyles Unlimited on YouTube and binge content that will actually help you get where you want to go in life from people who are already there. With over 50,000 members and 32 years of proven success, there's so much more we want to share with you than what we have time for on the radio. On YouTube, we go beyond our shows and feature our best content from podcasts, interviews, expo, master's tour, fireside chats, special events, and more. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I'm talking about normative influence or normative social influence, essentially peer pressure and and how it affects people and their decision-making on a daily basis. Um, Folks out there know that what they're doing on uh, the activities, activities that they're engaged in, they know that it's not effective for whatever reason, yet they continue it because they want to go along to get along. They want to be accepted. So to continue this disturbing thought here, uh, there is an experiment. uh, I think it was done in the 30s or something like that. And it's called the Ash Conformity Line Experiment. A-S-C-H. Ash Conformity, right? Will you go along to get along, right? So you don't upset the crowd. Is that who you are or are you the kind of person that's going to stand up and speak the truth. And I think a lot of this is relevant today. I mean, look at some of the marketing decisions that have been made. Look, I'm not saying that some of the marketing that these folks use doesn't have a place, right? There's a there's a brand for every type of marketing. And there's also a brand that should never succumb to other types of marketing because that's not who that brand is. That's not who their core people are 
yet it gets pushed down because, and, and this is relevant today, it gets pushed down because everyone wants to appear uh, like, oh, well, we're, uh, we support this. And, and I promise you, when this marketing gets laid out before it even goes essentially to the cutting room floor, as they say, before it rolls out, everyone in that room, when they're looking at this potential ad that they're going to run uh, or a product that they're going to endorse is, is in the back of their mind, again, people know they're making the wrong decisions. I promise you, everyone at that table is going, man, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea. However, if I say anything, I'm going to get shouted down. I'm going to get canceled. I'm going to get what I'm going to lose my job. So this Ash conformity line experiment, uh, look it up. But what it is, um, essentially, it's an experiment where they put eight people in the room. OK, seven of them are actors and the eighth is the subject. And it starts out, they, they have two cards, right? They have one index card, and it's got three lines on it. Let's say one's two inches, one's three inches, and, and one's one inch. And then there's another card, and it's got the exact length of one of the other lines on the card. Let's say it's got the two-inch line. Okay, and it goes to person one. So the first few times they do it, uh, everybody in the room gets it right, right? Person one, oh, yeah, it's, uh, this is the two-inch line. It matches that one. And it goes. And then essentially after doing this four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times, um, it, it goes, they start changing the answer, right? They say, oh, yeah, nope, it matches this one. And uh, person two, the same person three reinforces it. Eventually gets to the subject number eight and number eight's like, yeah, yeah, they're right. Uh, I agree with this. And it, you know that it's wrong, but it proves that people will follow a course of action because they want to be part of a group. It's and it's human nature, right? It's who we are. We are social animals. We want to be accepted. We want to be part of a group. What I'm telling you is, let's not be part of a group. Let's let's not be part of a group if it's not going to get us where we go. And let's let's make this relevant to real estate. My HR was uh, director was giving me grief because I was purchasing rental property. By the time I was uh, purchasing property number five or six, it seemed everybody in the company knew I was buying rental properties, and that's wrong. And you know what I say. Everybody that finds out that you are a landlord and own rental properties, they all they'll all crawl through broken glass to tell you that horrific real estate story. Oh, my uh, my mom's best friend's son rented his house to a friend of his and it got destroyed and they ended up having to go bankrupt and blah, blah, blah. No one ever tells you, hey, yeah, my uncle is uh, extremely wealthy. He started buying properties when he was 19. Uh, he now owns over 100 of those properties. And man, good, you know, good luck. I think that's a great thing that you're doing and maybe ask you something positive. Rarely, if ever, do they ever do that. So when we're making these decisions relevant to what we teach here at Lifestyles Unlimited, which essentially is the education, it's the ability to properly and effectively. And I'll tell you, the Lifestyles Unlimited model, let me just say this. I purchased a house prior to Lifestyles Unlimited, okay? I purchased my rental property before ever even knowing, essentially, Lifestyles Unlimited. Two years later, joined Lifestyles Unlimited, and then I learned, holy cow, I'm doing everything completely wrong now, I wasn't doing it wrong because I was influenced by other people. I was doing it wrong just because I was trying to wing it myself. But once I effectively learned how to do it properly, and I took off. Now, we can take other attitudes, right? Let's take um, 
paying off your house. That's a big one. People still engage in paying off their house. They've been told this is the best thing you can do financially is pay your house off. And why are they paying their house off? Because their parents told them to do it. Their friends and neighbors are doing it. Uh, Everyone associated with them is like, yeah, you should make those extra payments. But what they don't say is, boy, you could take some of that money where you're doubling up and, and paying a house that pays you nothing and go purchase a rental property and that rental property can pay you another three, four, five hundred dollars a month. Most of my rental properties were paying me well over five hundred dollars a month. Or you can invest in an apartment community and you can have this passive income coming in. What would you rather have? A paid off house or a nice check coming to you every month? That check is freedom. The paid off house, you're not necessarily free. In Texas, you still got property taxes. They will yank that house from you. You can have a paid off house. And go, go do a couple of years and don't pay your property tax. Boy, they'll, they'll pull it. Uh, you can have the paid-off house and not do the maintenance, right? Maintenance is expensive. Just had a plumber out to my house this morning. Uh, it wasn't cheap, but you got to get it fixed. Um, but everyone's still, well, I, I, you know, this is the best thing for us is to pay off the house, okay? Make yourself wealthy first. Create that oncoming passive income first. Live in financial freedom first. And then you can deploy those funds to the house. Now let's talk about the world I was in, 401k. I can ask anybody, no matter what your age is right now, I said, take your balance of your 401k, whatever that number is, and then let's look at how long do you have to retire. You can look at it, and in seconds, again, we're going to that deep recess in your brain. We're going to dive into there, and you got to get to that admission part, and you got to go, man, I've been working for 25 years. And all I have is two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars in my quote-unquote retirement fund. That's not going to cut it. Here's an email from one of our listeners, and, and I get this often. There's a strategy when you first start out buying single-family properties, and and I'd never heard of this. It's called a hard money loan. Um, a hard money loan is essentially the hard money lender is secured buy the property, okay? So it's typically private investors or private companies that will issue these hard money loans. Now, uh, the hard money loan is designed to be a short duration loan, okay? And I'll tell you, uh, one of those counterintuitive thoughts is the hard money lender doesn't want to get engaged with you for a long period of time. They would love to be in and out in 90 days, three, four maybe worst case five, six months, they want to be in and out, okay? Um, And they will advise you, right? They're loaning on the asset. I mean, if they go walk the asset and they're like, you're way off, man. It is not worth what you think it is. Um, They'll tell you. They'll say, no, don't do it. And you should take their advice because these people look at properties way more than you do. I don't care how busy you are as a real estate investor. Now, in, in the hard money loan, you're going to have a high interest rate. Um, so their interest rate, uh, it's not going to be uncommon to find anywhere from uh, 75 to 15%, okay? They're also going to have some origination points on that, two to three points paid up front, okay? So, don't hey, don't change the radio station. I know a lot of you are like, nope, I'm out. I'm not doing this. So what are the pros? Um, extremely fast closings, right? We can close in 10 days or less. That that helps when you find a property and maybe they've got two or three offers on it. You can walk up and say, I'm serious. I'll pay X and I'll close in 10 days. 
Um, credit, let's talk about that. Uh, if you have bad credit, my advice is fix it. But if you have bad credit, you can still get a hard money loan. Okay. Um, why is that? Because again, they're loaning on the asset. They're not loaning on you. Okay. Uh, what else? Here's the big, big advantage. They're, they're going to loan the rehab on the property as well. They're going to loan the rehab. Your conventional lender won't do that. So those are the pros. Um, now, the second part of this email that I got, explain what a hard money loan is, how it works, and the advantages. The way it works, the way you start out with this, you get approved with your conventional lender first, okay, before going to the hard money lender. Now, you may be saying, well, well why? Why do I do that? Because, again, the hard money lender doesn't want to be with you throughout the duration of your own property ownership. They want you to have the ability to get in and out. So go get that pre-approval because we're going to get in the hard money loan. We're going to, uh, we're going to finance the rehab, essentially borrow for the rehab, uh, fix that house up, get a great resident in there, and then we're going to go conventional, right? We're going to do that long, fixed, 30-year conventional. Step two, you need a relationship with your hard money lender. It doesn't need to be just some name at the end of an email. You need to know who this person is. Find a friend or a mentor that has used this hard money lender in the past, okay? Your your local real estate group will, will have contacts. In essence, they're protecting you. They want the deal to succeed as much as you do. What, whatever the necessary repairs, right? I, I presented, and I just use a simple Excel sheet and I, I write down what we're doing. And then I put a number out to the side and your hard money lender will either agree or disagree. Uh, they may want to tweak here or there, but you're going to, you're going to present that uh, with the property and your hard money lender is going to go, yep. Okay. I will, I will gladly loan on that. Now let's talk quickly about the finance, right? Let's say we find a property um, and it's, if it's in bad shape and after repaired everything in the neighborhood, uh, your calculations put that at a value of 250,000. Let's say this property needs 50,000 in repairs, but you can buy it for 150. That's a perfect all day long example of what we do. If you were to go conventional lending, it's going to be 20% out of pocket of the 150, which is $30,000, right? Follow me. Your $50,000 repairs, remember I told you conventional lenders won't lend on that. That's another 50,000. You'd be out of pocket 80 grand. Now, hard money lender, he's going to say, "Hey, I'll loan you 70% of that after repaired value, that 250,000." So, I'll loan you 175, okay? Remember, they're lending on the asset value. So you're going to purchase the property for 150 plus 50 rehab. They're loaning you 175. Your out of pocket is only $25,000 in this example versus the 80,000. Now, if you truly had 80,000 to put into a property and you can get into this one for 25, what would you rather have? Three rental properties or one rental property? So if you're following me, hopefully you're picking up what I'm putting down. The hard money strategy is necessary for you as a real estate investor. I want you to remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Make it a great day.
Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.